Good morning, and welcome to another glorious day in God's creation. I'm John Kowalski, and this is Rise Up, a podcast about everyday life and issues that we might struggle with throughout it uh, from a Christian perspective. Um, It was a glorious weekend this weekend. The weather was beautiful. It was awesome temperatures for this time of year. Uh, And we got the opportunity to spend some time with our church on Saturday at what we call Top Shot 2021, an event that uh, raises money for children in need uh, while allowing us to get out some frustrations, throwing axes and uh, using archery and pellet gun target practice uh, to have some fun. We had an awesome lunch that uh, was so unbelievably good. Um, but the, the best part about it was the fellowship and, and the time that we got to spend with our uh, church friends and family, uh, some of which we haven't seen in a while because we had been going to a different campus than usual um, uh, for several different reasons. Uh, I won't get into some, all of that right now, but uh, I wrote a blog about it, and uh, you'll get to see that on Thursday. It drops Thursday afternoon, uh, so you'll get to check it out. Uh, it was fun, and maybe next year if you see it coming, uh, you'll get to participate. Uh, this week we're talking about blessing and encouragement. Um, that's our topic for this week. Uh, to truly talk about blessing and encouragement, you have to understand the desperate need for it in today's society and culture. Uh, I'm more and more convinced every day that the internet, specifically social media, is rewiring our brains. Uh, you may not believe this, but it is scientifically true. I looked it up. Uh, it really is no different than any other addiction. We always think we have our personal issue or addiction, even to social media activity, under control. But we really don't, right? The first step in overcoming any addiction is admitting that we have the problem. Um, We can limit our uh, time on the platform. We can unfriend people we disagree with. We can even take breaks from interaction uh, to lower our stress levels. But the damage is already being done. Have you ever been surfing social media? One minute you're watching pet videos and admiring your friend's lunch pictures. Uh, And then suddenly a post appears that praises your least favorite politician and your whole demeanor changes in an instant. Uh, What's happening here is the hippocampus is the memory center of your brain. It compares the real world uh, to our core belief of how the real world should be. And when those don't match up uh, and a discrepancy happens between the two, it considers it a threat. Whether the threat is real or perceived, the hippocampus will then signal the amygdala, which in turn activates the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal gland, initiating a stress response. A lot of big words. Sorry if I messed them up, doctors and nurses out there. During this response, blood pressure is elevated for potential fight-or-flight response. Uh, Glucose is released into the bloodstream for quick energy. Uh, These are necessary bodily reactions for true threats. And as those types of true threats are rare, they cause little harm to our system when they happen. Uh, But multiply out 
the dozens of times that you expose your mind and body to false threat responses through social media interaction, in Houston, we have a problem. Uh, Dr. Billy Gordon, uh, PhD, wrote in Psychology Today, so as social media perceived threats increase, the overusage of the stress response also increases. It's not a coincidence that obesity, heart disease, diabetes, and cancer are all on the rise. All human brains continuously process information from the environment and initiate a stress response in the face of that threat. Whether it's fear of actual danger or anxiety of, from perceived dangers that are causing it. Regardless of your station in life, chronic stress causes allostatic load. Allostatic load is the gateway to distorted perception and disease. Um, this is from an article in Psychology Today, as I mentioned, called Social Media is Harmful to Your Brain and Relationships. So what does any of this have to do with blessing and encouragement? Uh, I would agree that as a longtime manager uh, exposed to people every day, uh, that it has everything to do with it. How likely are you to provide blessing and encouragement to others when you're in a heightened stress reaction mode all day long? Uh, how likely are they to bless or encourage you? The answer in my experience is unlikely and quickly trending toward not a chance. At my job, I'm more likely to have somebody scream in my face over some small inconvenience than to have them politely ask for help solving their problem. This causes a very real threat response in me uh, that makes it difficult to bring the situation back to appropriate adult levels. When we train our minds to treat every interaction as life or death threat, we have no hope of being a blessing or an encouragement to others. To combat this natural bodily reaction, we need to be more self-aware. We have to have an understanding of what's driving our feelings of anger and control them. Or even better yet, eliminate them from our lives. Uh, the longer I work with people, the more I catch myself assuming the worst. I begin to assume that every customer uh, will attack in some way, and, and it puts me on my guard. Recently, I've noticed myself starting all conversations at a physical distance, uh, and it's not social distancing, uh, mentally and physically. Uh, and then as the conversation continues and I perceive no threat from it, then I'll draw in both mentally and physically. Um, in a way, I'm withholding blessing and encouragement until I deem this person safe or worthy of it. Uh, but aren't the mean and angry and inappropriate ones possibly in more need of blessing and encouragement than the kind and gentle ones? Um, Alsberg uh, Calhoun, the writer of the um, devotional book that we use, uh, suggests that we notice when we withhold blessing and ask ourselves some questions. Uh, what feels empty or threatened in me? Am I withholding encouragement to punish them? Is that really my job? Consider Acts 9, 1 through 22, the conversion story of Saul. Uh, Jesus re revealed himself to Saul on the road to Damascus, and, and the encounter blinded Saul. Ananias, a disciple of, of Jesus in Damascus, was called to heal Saul. Ananias knew who Saul was and wanted to withhold the blessing of healing. 
uh, verses 13 to 16 state, but Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and the kings and the children of Israel, for I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. We are to make disciples of the world. Do we really think that will be as easy as just mentioning the name of Jesus in public and boom, conversion? Uh, We will not convince anyone that the gospel is true when the fruit of the Spirit is absent in our word and our actions. The second question uh, Alsberg Calhoun asks is, do I feel others have enough pats on the back and don't need another? So am I withholding blessing and encouragement because I figure they probably get enough blessing and encouragement, they don't need me. Uh, This is about another sin, I think, envy. Uh, Do we see others as getting accolades? Uh, Do we see others getting accolades as competition for what we think we deserve, even though we don't necessarily know this person? Um, They're not taking any accolades away from us. We don't even live or work in the same circles. We just cross paths at work. Uh, Do they seem to be living the life we want for ourselves? Is that what we're seeing on social media uh, through the eyes of our friends? Uh, These are clear examples of envy, and both are incorrect and misinformed. Social media is deceptive in that way. People love to post their wins, but remain silent in their losses most of the time. Uh, You might see their beautiful new boat, but you're not going to see the payment book for that boat. Uh, You may see their romantic anniversary messages to each other, but you'll never know about their last argument. Social media only tells the story they want you to hear, never the whole story. So what what you're actually envying is half a life with no knowledge of what the other half is even like. I'm going to take a quick break, and then I'll be right back with you to continue with the Lesson on Blessing and Encouragement. All right, I'm back. Uh, The next question that Alsberg Calhoun asked is, am I afraid a young buck will take my place if I give him or her too much credit? Um, This is not really my sin. I never thought that I needed to hold people back to look better at my job. Uh, I know that if my team is the best uh, that they can be, my job is always easier. It does come with a downside, though, as I'm always losing people to promotions and having to hire and train their replacements. But to me, that's that's a good thing. Uh, both for them, obviously their careers are, are progressing, uh, but I don't mind the training, teaching, training, and developing as long as it's within limits and ha- uh, properly handled, uh, which it, not, it isn't always, but we do the best we can uh, to do that. Jesus didn't pick the most religious followers. Um, he picked the people who he could train. 
Uh, and then he trained them up in his ways, and they became the impetus for the spread of Christianity in Jerusalem and beyond, right? Um, the next question is, why am I refusing to delight in this particular person? Uh, in a book called Sacred Fire, Ronald Rollheiser writes, When we act like God, we get to feel like God. A blessing enlarges our hearts. When we speak God's love into a life, we help that person build a shield of truth around their heart, which protects them from the accuser. This is from Revelation 12.10. God's delight shields us. God's spirit does not accuse, condemn, or destroy us. And when God speaks with challenge, convicting our hearts, we aren't any less loved. God continues to delight in us. So let the download of self-loathing, discouragement, and inconsolable guilt go. Put your hand on your heart and repeat God's words. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Jeremiah 31.3 I think that's great advice. Um, let's talk a little bit about what God says about blessings and encouragements. And I'm going to give you a couple uh, from the good side and then a couple of warnings for those who withhold blessing and encouragement. Uh, first, Luke uh, 6.38, uh, Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with measure, uh, with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Uh, Proverbs 11.25, Whoever brings blessing will be enriched. And one who waters will himself be watered. Uh, but And then Proverbs 24, 25, but those who rebuke the wicked will have delight and a good blessing will come upon them. So what God repeatedly says in the Bible is that if we bless others, then we will become blessed. Is it by him? Is it by them? I don't know. And, and I don't know that that matters. Um, I'm okay with just the blessing part. It makes me feel good when I bless others. Um, and I don't really need a blessing in return, but if it happens, so much the better. Uh, some warnings for those who withhold blessings. Psalm 109.17 says, He loved to curse, let curses come upon him. He did not delight in blessing, may it be far from him. That's hard, right? That's harsh. Uh, James, who's always good for a straightforward, uh, straight arrow kind of explanation of things, uh, in James 3.10 says, From the same mouth comes blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be. So, um, that's pretty straightforward. Um, I think regardless of whether we receive blessing in return, we should try to bless others in our lives. Um, Some reflection questions uh, that Alsberg Calhoun uh, suggests uh, that we work through through this process of examining ourselves when it comes to blessing and encouragement. Um, One, when have people encouraged you in your life and what was that like for you? Encouragement is uplifting. 
having people in my life who know me well enough to sense when I'm struggling and care enough to remind me what I should already know is a gift. This is part of the community of the church, the body of Christ that I discussed a couple weeks ago on this podcast. Uh, I have demonstrated examples of this on recent blogs as well. Uh, A great example is when I was going through a divorce years ago. I ran into a longtime friend, Remy, who invited me to their weekly get-together with their neighbors. They call it Friday Social. Uh, That group quickly became a source of encouragement in my life and even on my journey to find salvation through Christ. I'll never forget that kindness and will always continue to try to repay it by sharing the gospel with the group's one holdout. Uh, Number two, when have people not blessed you in your life? What was that like for you? The examples of blessing in my life are too numerous to list, but there are always examples of failure to give blessing. For me, work epitomizes that on a daily basis. As I've stated many times, I believe that social media is changing our brains and making us our worst selves in public. The studies I cited above show this, but I only really needed personal experience as proof. People are rude, mean, selfish, and entitled. I spend every day in a spiritual battle as the enemy sends them to me to test my resolve and discourage me from being the new creation that I need to be in Christ. I'll admit that it's very difficult for me. I do not allow customers to abuse my staff, so it's always on me to deal with their self-righteous anger. It's truly not our fault that if somebody waits till the last minute or the last day to ship their Christmas gifts, and now they have to pay overnight premium rates to get them there on time. Contrary to their... uh, accusation that we ruined Christmas, uh, as many have asserted, believe it or not, uh, removing Christ and substituting greed is what really ruined Christmas. Number three, what is it like for you to give or receive words of encouragement? For me, I'd, I'd much rather give encouragement than receive it, though I am far from perfect at this. I've been so lost in anger and regret after a long day at work that I failed to give Wendy encouragement in a time of need. I've missed customers in need because my guard is up against the onslaught of inappropriate behavior from other customers. I try to show empathy, but to do so consistently, I have to let the bad situations go and be diligent in looking for opportunities to encourage Accepting encouragement continues to be difficult for me. I like being recognized for my effort as much as anybody else does, maybe more. I know my heart, and and I have to tread lightly in this area, as this desire for recognition can easily become pride and elevate to an idol in my life. It's best for me to avoid recognition where I can, and humbly accept it by giving the glory to God, in situations that I cannot avoid the accolades. I even refused recently to let Wendy organize a graduation party for me when I finished my degree program. I just couldn't visualize a situation where it wouldn't be a a celebration of me 
instead of a celebration of the work God did in me. For me, it was better to avoid the whole thing and move on to doing whatever God has for me next. Number four, how do you recognize the difference between the voice of the accuser and the voice of the Spirit of God? I want to steal this answer directly from our lead pastor, Kurt Demoff, uh, to answer this question. Uh, in our ser- current series, uh, Winning the War in Our Minds, uh, and brief aside, if you don't go to our church, if you do go to our church and, and haven't been at service the last couple of weeks, go back and watch the last two weeks. You need it. We all need it. Winning the War in Our Minds is integral to us having a good life. Uh, whether you're a Christian or not a Christian, you need to win that war. Uh, and and I'll tell you, if, if you're not a Christian, it's not going to be easy to do. Uh, if you are a Christian, it's also not going to be easy to do. But we at least have hope in the Holy Spirit uh, guiding us uh, to the right answers to these questions. So I would encourage you to watch this video. I, I don't care what you believe. Watch it. Watch these last two services. Um, so anyway, in in the series, uh, Pastor Kurt is instructing us to ask two questions when thoughts pop into our heads that we're not sure about. Uh, first, where did the thought come from? Is, is it our own insecurities p- prompting the question? Is it the enemy? Or do I truly believe that God is encouraging growth in me through introspection? Uh, The second question is, does the thought align with the word of God? God loves us. He challenges us and he wants us to love and follow him. What he doesn't do is berate us, accuse us, or attack us. When we feel those methods of coercion and deception, they are certainly not from our God. They are definitely from the enemy. So I'm going to take one more quick, quick break And then we're going to talk about a couple spiritual exercises that you can do uh, to bring this all back around in your life uh, of blessing and encouragement. Be right back. All right, everybody, I'm back and we're up to the spiritual exercises uh, in uh, blessing and encouragement. Uh, The first one is uh, suggests that we craft a blessing for somebody that we know. Ask God to lead you to a scripture that can encourage him or her uh, and give the gift of blessing in this person to this person in in person or in written form. This is not one of the ones that I chose. Um, but in a way, it kind of is because I worked it into number two, which is uh, think of someone in your world who did not receive a blessing as a child. Ask them if they would be willing for you to pl- pray blessing over them uh, at some time in the future. Prayerfully ask God to lead you to a blessing for them. When you know what you want to say, write it down so the person can remember it. Um, Place your hands on the person uh, and speak God's blessing over them. Uh, I can think of many young people who have been denied blessings. Some even denied life itself. Uh, But I'm going to focus on one young lady who Wendy and I just got to meet this past week. 
I'm going to withhold her name and specifics for her own protection. Uh, what you do need to know is that she is far too young to be alone in this broken and unforgiving world. Imagine being a child and instead of going to school, then home, playing with friends and doing homework with your parents, that you had none of these things. Imagine being failed by the foster care system repeatedly. Thankfully, this girl was found by caring people who are doing everything they can to help her understand her worth in the eyes of God and the people in her life now. In our short time with her to date, she has shown herself to be an engaging, sweet, intelligent, creative young lady who cannot wait, who we cannot wait to spend more time with. Wendy and I prayed for her for weeks before we ever met her uh, and continue to do so every day. We pray that we can help overcome her past and replace that trauma with normal childhood memories. Uh, when we get to know her better, we will pray with her in person. But for now, join us in praying for her and all children like her. The third uh, spiritual exercise was um, to consider if you have children in your life, talk to them about God's love and desire for them to use their gifts in ways that benefit this world. Encourage them about their talents and God's work in their lives. I'm going to give you a great example of this. Uh, one of our uh, pastors at at church, their daughter, Gabriella, uh, decided to bake banana bread to help out a girl in another country who I don't even think they have like running water and things like that. So um, she's trying to help out this girl by raising money through selling uh, banana bread that she makes with her grandmother. And our church uh, had an outpouring. Apparently they love banana bread. We, we got some too. Uh, but uh, this young girl just spent weeks making banana bread for everybody. And you can't even imagine the smile on her face. I think I'd have been tired of banana bread or the smell of it. Um, but when she gave us ours, uh, the smile on her face was ear to ear. It was amazing. So this is the kind of joy that, that we need to be seeking in our lives. Uh, my children, your children, all children... Uh, if you really want to show and not just tell your kids how much they mean to you, there's great opportunity to do so this week. Um, there's a, a powerful global prayer movement called See You at the Pole, and it takes place uh, this week, Wednesday, September 22nd, at your school, at every school. I don't know how many kids are going to participate at each school, um, but basically it's a student-organized, student-initiated, and student-led prayer movement. Uh, but they could certainly use your support. While you can't lead it, um, you can't really be too involved except as support for your children, uh, be at the flagpole in front of your kid's school 20 to 30 minutes before first bell uh, to help them with this on Wednesday, September 22nd. Uh, Wendy and I don't have any kids in the local schools, um, but we're going to be at Sashabaugh Middle School uh, to support a young student named Sayla who we met, met at Bridgewood Youth 
uh, meeting last Wednesday night, she was afraid that she would be alone for the event uh, and her mother and pastor were already obligated somewhere else. Uh, So we were happy to support her uh, public affirmation of her faith. So we're going to be there for Selah and whoever else shows up at her flagpole on Wednesday. Uh, Is there somebody that you can do the same for? Maybe your kids, your neighbor's kids, somebody. I encourage you to rise up on Wednesday and show your kids how much your faith means to you. Until next time, listeners, I love you guys. I'll be praying for you. Uh, We'll see you at the poll. Have a great week.